Hey everyone, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Today it is the 3rd of December, 2022. And on today's show, the Kansas State Wildcats are your 2022 Big 12 Conference champions after their overtime victory over the TCU Horn Frogs. What does this uh, championship mean for Kansas State? Obviously, some talk about what it means for the TCU Horn Frogs. Uh, awesome game, a lot to get to, and a great day for the Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 Podcast. Make sure you all subscribe to the channel if you guys are new here. Five, six days a week, we are doing Big 12 content. Usually it's around five Sometimes we give you an extra day, uh, give you some some extra content. So make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Our goal is 3K subs by the end of December, so the start of 2023. Please help us reach that goal by subscribing, like the videos, comment as well. Follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at JoshNeighbors underscore. You all can find the show wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. All right, folks. So uh, it, it went down this afternoon in Arlington, Texas. Unbelievable crowd. College game day was there. The only conference championship game this weekend that featured two teams inside the college football playoff top 10. It was Kansas State. It was TCU. The spread was close. The game was close. Um you know, I, I was talking with some of the guys I work with over at SiriusXM uh, as a producer on Big 12 Radio, and we were kind of like combing through the ideas of like, man, how do we recap and talk about that game? And I've kind of organized my thoughts a little bit, but this is mostly stream of consciousness um, about what we just saw. And Kansas State winning the Big 12 championship game with three losses, with the quarterback change, with all of that. It proves one thing, and not just program-specific. This continues to be the most exciting league in all of college football on a you know day-in and day-out basis. And this is why this year manifested even more so than normal. Think about how good TCU's strength of schedule and strength of record was. It was number one in the country. Not sure where it is now, the strength of record. But obviously, it's going to take a hit after that. But strength of schedule was the best amongst the top four. That strength of record was number one. They have, you know, five ranked wins. Like It goes to show you how good this league was top to bottom. Obviously, eight teams of the 10 are going to go to bowl games this season. Just the depth of this league. Look back over the last three championship games, all the way back to the COVID season. Oklahoma, Iowa State, Baylor, uh, and the Oklahoma State last year. And then this year, Kansas State and TCU, Three straight years, six different teams, obviously three separate champions. Underdogs have won. I believe they were underdog. Baylor was underdog last year, but underdogs winning the last two. It's just a compelling, competitive, fun, awesome league to be in. And look, guys, like the last couple days have proven this, that really besides Michigan and Georgia, um, you know, there's a lot of parity in college football this year. We kind of overuse that, but there's a lot of parity in college football this year. And you think about what could like actually happen in 12 team playoff. Like, you know, there is a situation where Kansas state could play their way into the final four. Are they one of the four best teams? I've got no clue. I've got no idea. But today 
You saw the diversity of which Kansas State can attack you and do things on offense. You saw the ability for them to get after the passer. Uh, You saw the ability for them to give up explosive plays but still rally and do things like create turnovers and force interceptions and stuff like that because that's what good defenses do when they bounce back. And uh, I think this Kansas State team, you know, it's funny because they were going to the Sugar Bowl regardless, right? And uh, I think it also speaks to, like, you know, the 12-team playoff being more exciting. Like, TCU loses the game, but TCU is still going to be in the college football playoff. And that would be the case anyway, but you want to have a top four seed. You want to have a bye. This would make things more interesting, et cetera. Um, But Kansas State fully deserving of this and realizing what they had not all year. I mentioned this on Friday's show. The rubber had met the road at times for them against teams with a lot of talent. And and don't get me wrong, I think we're you know, realizing now Tulane, a lot of talent. Texas, a lot of talent. Uh, TC, a lot of talent. And there were different reasons they lost all those games. Uh, weird early season performance against Tulane, offense not being explosive enough. Uh, you have the K-State TCU game first time around, which definitely injuries could play into that for sure, but also just not being able to respond. Obviously tough to do when things are bouncing back and forth very challenging to do with quarterbacks and whatnot, but still like, you know, the didn't respond well in that game. And then kind of the weird decision to go back to Adrian Martinez in a Texas game. Uh, and, you know, that was a back and forth. Well, it was really one way traffic, then traffic back the other way and uh, not able to win that game. And so for them to go all the way back to have Will Howard be the guy with the Martinez injury and whatnot, and for them to come into this game and they go down, they take the lead, they let TCU back and, You know, I think the most impressive thing is every single time this season that TCU has stormed all the way back into games, it is normally um, it's, you know, it's normally it's been them that has come out on top. And today it was not Kansas State, in my opinion, in the 31 28 win, they were better with the football. They were not the team making mistakes. Um, You know, in this game, they had one, uh, obviously the muff punt, but you know, TCU with the two turnovers, they won the clock battle by just a little bit. They were penalized just a little bit less. They were a little bit better on third down, but their third down defense was excellent today. They did a good job getting after the passer. Max Duggan, obviously in a lot of pain, but they were in the backfield all day long. Uh, One sack, but they were in the backfield the entire day. It felt like four QB hurries for them. And they really were heating up Max Duggan. He had a difficult time uh, and they were creating a lot of pressure. And Max Duggan did the best he could, stood in there all day long, took a lot of punishment. But for this TCU group, or to this Kansas State group, rather, to go with the ebbs and the flows, to hang in this game, to go to overtime, to get the goal line stop, and then for them to finish this game off the way they did, cool, calm, collected, got the yardage, lined it up, made the field goal. You know, a lot of times we joke about the hypno toad and whatever, but like TCU games can feel like they are on a narcotic and they are crazy and insane. But in this one, and there was a whole lot of that with pass interferences and reviews and injuries and, and turnovers and muff punts and all of that, Kansas State was keeping their head above water. They were weathering the storm. And, you know, the nice thing for them is, is something we also mentioned on Friday, they built up enough of a lead when we went into the fourth quarter where uh, because the field goal and being up eight, like TCU could not beat them at that point. Now they gave TCU the ball back with 30 some seconds left, but because of how good the punt was really not much of an opportunity for TCU to go down the field and do anything with it. It's a reason why they took the knee and went to overtime. 
And so K-State did a great job of managing this football game the way you need to and weathering the eventual TCU storm the way they had to. I think a good example of this is the way that Julius Brents played today. Up and down day for him. And I mean, there's a lot of down days when you have to cover a guy like Quentin Johnston. Four, I think for 139 it was for Quentin Johnston on the day. And that doesn't factor in. I think it was either one or two PIs that went against, I'm not sure it was Brents, but whoever was on Quentin Johnston, right? And Max Duggan makes that critical mistake in the end zone. And Brents, because he was not down on himself, was paying attention, was fully there, um, is able to make that catch. And there's one earlier in the game, I think he dropped, but you know he's able to be present and stay with it and make that huge interception in the end zone that really, you know, didn't, I'm going to say it turned the tie, but it stopped some momentum heading the wrong direction for Kansas state. And for them to just stay the course, to be there, to be present, to, to get the job done. Like I am so impressed with this team and Hey everyone, quick word from our sponsors on today's show. The holidays are here. Achieve gift giving greatness. When you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender and delicious Omaha steaks, the steak experts at Omaha steaks, have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the code LOCKEDON at checkout to get $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, extra juicy burgers, and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite, so order with the complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code Locked On at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order today, minimum, may be required. Look, like what this means for their future, too, not just right now, but for their future. Will Howard was strong today. I would give him strong as a nice word to use, I think. 18 for 32, 199, two scores. Missed some throws, especially that one there on that final drive where he was a little too high looking for Cade Warner. Um, But still, just like this guy, Will Howard, they win with this guy. They believe in this guy. He changes the offense for them with the way he's able to play. Obviously, Deuce Vaughn is a lot. They're going to miss him, but He's got a long way to go, Will Howard does, and they're already really good with him in there. Like, I'm sure a lot of UK State fans see it too. He's a really good player, and and I think, I I mean, it's my honest opinion that, you know, if he he gets all these reps, obviously, as the number one guy for the bowl game, plays the bowl game, the whole offseason, all that kind of stuff, and he arrives next year and delivers and kind of keeps continuing to get better, this might not be a guy who's going to need that final year. Because of his, like, we, we, they, the NFL falls in love with these guys who are big and athletic and can throw the ball downfield. And he's got to work. There were a couple of times today where it looked like he was just kind of short arming it and, like, you know, he, uh, some passes that he could have rocketed in there. You know, the way Max Duggan, Max Duggan is really good at throwing the deep ball, knows the touch there, and is he throws some rockets in the short yard. There's one today, middle of the field, it was an absolute laser that he threw. And he's, you know, um, I thought Will Howard, like, once again, like there's recognition stuff. He took a really bad sack today, but still like managed the offense, threw two touchdowns, ran for another touchdown and like got the job done. So despite all the mistakes that he made, 
he's still a guy that can help you win football games. And I think not just help you win football games, he can be winning you them the game, winning the game for you. I think that's in his future. They're set up very, very well for success uh, down the line and to continue this program growing. And the reason why I'm not, you know, I'm talking about just right now is because we're talking about the growth of the new Big 12. And we saw what happened with Oklahoma State and Baylor. Man, really down seasons. Like that's there. And then now I think Kansas State is in a position where they're going to be losing guys, but they've got somebody at quarterback that I really do think can manage it. And it's not just one game or a half like we saw from Blake Shapin. It's more than that that Will Howard's shown he can do. And uh, for them to weather the storm, him to be at the helm, excellent job. Chris Kleiman and his staff have done such a good job. Colin Klein adapting and learning kind of as I think his quarterbacks have adapted and learned. And Chris Kleiman's mentioned this too. It's a player-led team, player-driven team. And for K-State to go, you know, this is a team that, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, they're going to lose some guys, but once again, like they can keep this thing going. I believe not at this level, there's going to be some attrition at times, but because of how well coached they are, I think there's a really good chance that Kansas state can be that team sticks around eight and four, seven and five, and then makes those pushes 10 and two, 11 and one, 12 and oh, like TCU just did. Right. And can kind of get in this space and Hey, look, you don't even need to do that all the time. We're talking about college ball playoff moving forward. 10 and three would do the job. If we're in that 12 team playoff, we're going to see in two years, Kansas state winning the big 12 championship game against an undefeated team. They already lost to once just uh, quite the story. It's obviously made the college ball playoff more interesting, but the, the cats deserve so much credit. And look, it was the sexy dark horse pick before the season started six guys on first team, all big 12 preseason at all parts of defense, right? Deuce Green in the middle. Uh, you know, you got the guys, uh, Daniel Green, excuse me, in the middle. Um, you know, they got the guys on the outside, Brents, and uh, on the other side, Boreado. Um, and then also, you know, Anudike Uzama up there up front, coming off the edge, obviously Deuce Vaughn, and wide receivers. You know, Malik Knowles, tough to see him get injured, but they used, you know, Ben Sennett and guys like that, Cade Warner. And they just built this really well, you know, this really good, well-rounded team that, it's just like, you're not going to smoke K-State. Like it was just impossible to smoke K-State this year. Getting smoked against Texas, but they eventually rally because of how well-rounded the team is. Um, and if they can continue to build teams like that, they're going to be great. But this group was a lot of fun to watch. Really intrigued to see who they get in the bowl game because there's going to be a lot of people who are excited and ready for that. But, you know, there's so many schools that win uh, or so many schools that we've been talking about, you know, TCU, K-State, Oklahoma State, Baylor about the future of the league and Kansas state needs to see that Baylor and Oklahoma state can be cautionary tales and learn like, what do you have to do? We got to build depth is one number one thing. I think Oklahoma state showing us that you have to build depth. And I think they've done a, a pretty decent job of that at some places, you know, they have not, but like, it's really hard to build depth sometimes like a lot of really good quality depth, uh, you know, in a lot of places we still even saw it today at receiver. Right. So continue to build depth um, and then, you know, find these quarterbacks I mean, find these. We saw we saw how much quarterback really killed Baylor this year. Will Howard seems like he's a guy, and then we'll see if they can keep getting guys. You know, Skylar Thompson. I know with his injuries, whatever. But like that's a really good program leader and builder. And you transfer from that to Adrian Martinez, who's obviously a really good leader. Transfer from that to Will Howard. You're in a really good spot. And so keeping the line moving, deuce to DJ Giddens, right? Keeping the line of succession moving in certain spots is how you keep these programs on the up and up. Chris Kleiman knows what it's like to, uh, you know, what it's like to win guys at a very high level. That at FCS, 
He's one of the decent clip now. This, you know, last year there's some questions about Chris Kleiman. This put him over the top. You know, talk about, hey, can you win the big game? He won the big game, beat an undefeated team, won a Big 12 championship game. So impressive for them to do it. Um, and they're a very deserving champion. They're an incredibly deserving champion. I picked TCU in the game. I expected a close game. For once this year, TCU blinked. TCU was the team that blinked. Uh, and so, and Kansas State fully took advantage of that. The goal line stand was amazing to see. And kind of on that, as we transition to TCU a little bit, um, you know, eventually, like, yeah, like they, they got caught. They got caught. Uh, when it comes to them in this game, you can say Kendra Miller was over the line. That's not really what I care about, right? Because, like, that stuff, I say this all the time, that stuff happens in games um, the same way I'd say injuries happen in games. Like, ensure that, you know, I said earlier in the year, Kansas State had a bunch of quarterbacks injured against TC the first time, right? Um, they still did not respond well at all on defense to what was going on in the game. They got they kind of got walked over for a, a bit of that game. Injuries happen. Um, bad calls will happen in games. How do you respond? Well, that bad call guys, they should have run the ball twice with Max Duggan, you know, sneak that ball in there. And I understand, Hey, if you can't get, you know, uh, one yard on two separate plays, like you don't deserve to win. Yeah. Well, it's all about how you go about trying to get the yard. Garrett Riley this year has been fantastic. And for the most part, now there have been some sequences where I actually have thought like, they're going away from the run too much. Oh, here comes the run in the second half. Forgot about the run. Here comes Kendra Miller, right? Oh, they're too passy happy right now. Kind of the same thing, same thing we were just mentioning there. Today's Locked On Big 12 podcast is brought to you all by Simply Save. We believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system. Simply Safe, and right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Big 12 listeners. 40% off a new security system, but don't put this off. Here's why you guys know that package theft and those kinds of crimes go up during this time of year. And also in an emergency 24 seven professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real. So you can get the highest priority police response possible. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, you guys can stay on top of your home security. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. It's like I know Max is banged up, but he's the best player on the team. Run a boot or something like that, but sneak that thing twice, man. Get Con right behind him. Or uh, you know Blair Conrad in there and and just and sneak that thing in like run the ball behind him. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean that's you know he's been your best player. Don't take the ball out of his hands. I thought that was um, I thought that wasn't it was just not really a really smart decision for them to do. Excuse me, get Jared Wiley uh, in there and run the ball behind. You know have him help you get that push. It's a big dude. Max Duggan's you know a thick dude, not not really tall dude, but he's a thick dude. They should have gone with a QB sneak. They should have done it twice. I don't like to armchair quarterback, but there are certain situations like coaches just struggle so much in short yardage. K-State was not immune to that earlier in the game as well. Now, they got the next one, the next uh, you know, fourth down. They did a good job of getting that ball forward. There was a Giddens run, got a better push 
up front. But that, you know, for Max Duggan to carry them the way he had, running the football really well. And I know he was so injured and so banged up, and you're hesitant to do it. But shove that man over the line. Do not, or whatever you do, don't take the ball out of his hands. I know Kendry's a bowling ball. I'm sure it makes sense. But when you've got that, sh- that small of a space to go, I hate going backwards. I've always said this, and I know it's against armchair quarterbacking, but I don't like having to go backwards to get the ball forwards. I don't like toss plays on third and fourth and short. I don't like plays where you have to go take the ball backwards, let the running back get forwards, just just snap it and go forward. Push your way. If you can't get the push twice from two sneaks, what are we doing? Because if you run the ball, sure, gives your time off for your offensive line to get that push. But it allows that, and that's a good defensive line they got to fill the gaps. I think it was Felix Anadike Uzama who got the final stop there. And so I thought they uh, they came up short in that department. They've been so good pressing the right buttons at the right time all year long. And so I'm not saying this is some big indictment, but they they messed up right there. They messed up, and I think that cost it cost them a chance to you know no guarantees that they won, but it cost them a chance at the Big 12 championship game. Credit to K-State's defense for getting the stop, right? Like, they ran the play and then you stopped them. But I find it hard to believe they would have stopped a sneak twice uh, from that spot. I, I think they just kind of went with the wrong – you know, if you all listen to the show, I don't discuss specific play calling a whole lot. That's not my bid. Uh, I do not – I didn't play football. Um, you know, I study as much as I can. I talk to people like Gabe Eichert, who I work with. I ask him schematic things all the time. Hey, how do you handle gap scheme against zone scheme running wise? If you're on defense, all kinds of stuff like that right here. Like this is one of those where you just, you know, run the ball, run the ball. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. You got to run the right play though. You got to, you got to, you got to be, you know, uh, I know it's predictable, but like give it to Max Duggan. Push that pile forward, have Giddens and have more Miller or it's Giddens, excuse me, have Miller come up, push the pile alongside, um, you know, Jared Wiley, like just, just, you know, have him in the fullback. I mean, just do something like do, do, do that, you know, do the, do the most obvious thing there that you should do as opposed to running the play like that. Cause we've seen it get stuff. We saw it get stuff earlier in the game as it pertains to TCU in the college football playoff. All right. And there's a lot of conversations about like who are the four best teams, whatever. All right. TCU played a lot of close games all year. They easily could have won this game, right? They have been, they like, they live in these situations and Max Duggan was heating up late in the game. And it was scary to see if you are a fan of Kansas state, we've seen this movie. It feels like a bunch. And I thought Max was brilliant besides the interception today. And also the one overthrow we had of Tay Barber up the scene. All right. Um, and also though you underthrew uh, uh, Johnston one time, but you're going to have those misses. Gutting that performance out, being there in the end of the game, I thought he was spectacular, deserving of a trip to New York. Um, to me, it's pretty cut and dry, guys. TCU is in the college football playoff. USC loses last night. Um, that's their second loss. They've lost the same team twice. USC has not beaten everybody on their schedule. The one thing TCU can say is, they lost in the championship game to a team they've already beaten by two scores, despite the injuries. I know beating the beating that team by two scores. They put them on a neutral field. It was a top 10 team. They lost to them in overtime. If you watch the game, they were inches short. Like there was, there was not a gap. And I'm actually a firm believer in this guys. I know K-State fans might be like, well, you know, we had this thing out of reach. We could have kept it there. If these teams played 10 times, it's probably five, five. You might go six, four the other way, but does anybody think like there's a situation where these teams played 10 times 
we'd get a uh, seven, three, eight, two. Hell no. It's going to be around five, five or six, four. This, these two teams, clearly the best two teams in the conference, clearly the best two teams matching up in this game. And, um, TCU can still say they've beaten everybody on their schedule. They're not a conference champion. Obviously, that hurts. But it appears that there are going to be four or two teams, excuse me, in this four-team playoff that aren't conference champions, TCU and Ohio State. Then what do you do? You say, all right, which team actually went to the conference championship game? That's TCU. So in my opinion, TCU should remain as number three, especially because when do we last see Ohio State? Well, they played their rival. They got smacked, and the rival not, doesn't really matter. Top five team, sure, but they got crushed on their home field, and the other team did not have their Heisman finalist, uh, you know, Blake Corum in that game, or should be Heisman finalist, in my opinion, uh, in that game, and you still got waxed at home, which kept you out of your conference championship game that you didn't play in. So why should Ohio State get to sit at home, not play a conference title game, because they just lost and be able to jump a team that played that final 13th game that lost an overtime by a field goal that lost by inches. You can argue Kendra Miller's over the line, whatever, but like it's, that's about, that's the, that's the fine margins we talk about. They've got one loss. It was in the This is not some loss in regular season. It was in the extra game, a game that Ohio state did not play in for their conference and TCU lost just narrowly. I know the desire for the committee is going to be there to put in Ohio State at number three. So we have Michigan versus TC, or excuse me, Michigan versus Ohio State in that in that next game. I don't think they will. I actually, I really do believe this. I think they're going to keep TCU at number three. I think they're going to keep, uh, they're going to bump up Ohio State to number four. All right, because while TCU lost. Think about the way in which both these teams just lost to top 10 teams and the setting in which they lost them to them, all right? One was a conference championship game. One was not. One was a blowout in the team's uh, home field. One was a neutral site game that went into overtime and was a three-point loss. So very different football games, very different results, very different circumstances. And I think with that context, it makes a lot of sense that TCU remains at number three. Is TCU better than Ohio State? I mean, probably not. Who knows? Ohio State's not played very good games against some teams. But to me, they, they should be there. Um, also, like, I think that's your best chance at having two competitive games in the Final Four, right? Uh, Georgia versus Ohio State has a chance to be competitive. Not saying it will be, but for ratings, it's going to be a juggernaut. But Ohio State ostensibly could have a really fun competitive game. And also Michigan versus TCU. That one feels like it could be more competitive, right? Especially no Blake Corum. That one feels like it could be more competitive than if you did, well, Ohio State, you know, Michigan, that one's just a rematch. And then TC, which we just, just saw a second ago, and then TCU against Georgia is probably going to probably be a blowout, right? We're seeing the way Georgia looks right now, although Georgia has had some games and they have not looked great. So that's where I'm at on this situation. Um that's, that's what I think with, with this college football playoff situation. So I would say right now, I think TCU lands number three. TCU's in, guys. TCU is in. It's a narrow loss, conference title game after being undefeated. And the only people who can jump you are also teams that are just, you know, that aren't, did not play in the conference championship game. So you can feel pretty good. All right, we'll have more on this championship game uh, and more of the results, kind of what it means and stuff as we move forward. But congratulations to the Kansas State Wildcats 
and also all the uh, the Kansas State fans out there. You all deserve this. Shout out to both fan bases for doing that and making that an electric atmosphere. Everybody was fired up and excited. It felt big. It felt meaningful. There was a ton of line for both teams. Even, even though Kansas State, excuse me, already knows they're going bowling, it didn't matter. They were fired up and glad to be there and trying to win a Big Ten or a Big 12 championship game. So this league delivers once again another week, another result, and the biggest result that proves, and I'd love to see the ratings for this. I think they're gonna be really, really freaking good. Uh, another result though that proves just how damn fun this league is. Don't claim it to be the best. Don't claim to have the best talent, uh, you know, and have the best results and have teams winning championships. But in the sport that we all love, college football, delivering week in and week out, delivered a spectacular title game to nobody's surprise. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Um, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Please leave comments and likes, all that kind of stuff. Love engaging with you all. And find us also wherever you get your podcast. So next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.